Good Thursday, Rams fans. This is Kenneth Arthur, and the Rams are several days into 2022 training camp. Very exciting times. Now all of the speculation and prognostication and projections that people have been talking about in the offseason as the Rams attempt to repeat as Super Bowl champions has something tangible to talk about. Still pretty unclear exactly where things stand. Of course, these players, they're not putting on the pads and hitting yet and doing all those things. They don't have competition against other teams quite yet. And that will reveal a lot more than what we've seen since Sunday. But even still, through four or five days of Rams training camp, we've learned a ton. And it does slightly impact the top 20 list that I've posted at TurfShowTimes.com. And I'm going to talk about those top 20 names because I did podcasts for the first two thirds of the list. And I'm going to do a full breakdown of the list quickly here for the Turf Show Times podcast. Going to keep it under 20 minutes or so. So subscribe to Turf Show Times because it's going to keep coming back and back this week, every week. During the Rams season, I'm sure a very successful season, including the playoffs. That's what I would believe based on everything that the Rams have done under Sean McVay. What happened to last year and all the moves that they've made in the offseason. Seems like the Rams are going to be a strong team, especially in the NFC, where I think there's only really two or three other teams that look like you don't want to call anyone a playoff lock. But you would think that the Packers and the Bucks are going to reach the playoffs and there's a few other teams there in the mix for probably being strong contenders in the NFC. But then also a lot of really weak-looking teams in quarterback situations that I'm sure don't feel ideal to fans of the Seahawks or the Falcons or maybe even the Saints and the Panthers and so on. The Giants, we'll see. But for the Rams, they know who they have as their quarterback, Matthew Stafford. That's why I said it was such a great move and the best move of the 2021 offseason when it happened before the offseason even really started. But when it happened, it's nobody's going to beat this because Matthew Stafford is the only quarterback of note that seems to be moving teams this year, which was last year. And sure enough, Matthew Stafford resoundingly fans are telling me the number one quarterback or the number one most important player on the Rams roster is the quarterback and that is Stafford and that's impressive when you've also got Aaron Donald Cooper Cup and Jalen Ramsey on your team but I think it is fair to say that the way that Stafford played in clutch time in the playoffs and during last season 41 touchdowns speaks for itself the breakout had by Cooper Cup to become the top receiver in the NFL by a lot of numbers, by a lot of metrics, getting himself paid, getting Aaron Donald paid, all these things amounting to the Rams having a successful offseason, it would appear, as they barrel down towards that week one matchup on Thursday night football against the Buffalo Bills. So again, please hit subscribe on the Turf Show Times podcast. I just tested it out myself on my phone it's all there if you search turf show times on your podcast app it'll come up so hit subscribe i'm gonna have jb scott here with me every week we're gonna do instant reactions after every rams game so if you want that instant feeling of listening to someone talk about the rams right after the rams game then please hit subscribe on the turf show times podcast and also, you know, we've got Last Minute Thoughts podcast back again. We're going to have more updates here. So Turf Show Times, the podcast, great thing to do while you're 
running or at the gym or going to work or just at home and you gotta fill some time don't we all just gotta fill some time so i'm kenneth arthur once again let's talk about the rams top 20 as well as some of the stuff how it relates to our first week of training camp you know the first one out on my list was cornerback robert rochelle and originally I had him at number 20, but then I realized, hey, why isn't Greg Gaines in my list? And so I had to adjust. And that's how Robert Rochelle ended up as the first one out on my list. And I think even now through the, these early parts of training camp, we know that Sean McVay has called out Robert Rochelle as one of the most impressive best off seasons that he's seen among the Rams this year. So I think I feel pretty good about having Robert Rochelle at 2021. And maybe he's even going to move up that list into the top 15. If he's starting opposite of Jalen Ramsey and another name out there standing out at cornerback is rookie Darian Kendrick from Georgia. It seems like Kendrick is a guy who could compete for snaps at cornerback right away in his career, a sixth-round pick, maybe even ahead of Kobe Durant, a fourth-round pick at cornerback. And so for me, I'm looking at that cornerback spot opposite of Ramsey and thinking, okay, this is a place where a player could by next year be much higher on the top 20 list based on the fact that Rochelle and Kendrick are young guys just new to the NFL learning their the ropes and everything and having good support like Ramsey there to learn from even if it's learning by example so my first out was Robert Rochelle we could see Darian Kendrick moving up that list and a guy that is not on the list and and hasn't haven't heard much about him in training camp David Long Jr. what role is he going to have is he going to have a role on the team you know that's kind of undecided at this point especially if McVeigh is calling out Rochelle and Darian Kendrick that's not necessarily what you would want to hear if you were David Long's number one fan but maybe it means nothing maybe David Long is all set up to go who knows so that was uh, one of the first guys that didn't make it out there on the list but the number 20 was John Wolford, the backup quarterback. This is a list of the most important Rams, so top 20 most important. And if anything happens to your number one guy there, Matthew Stafford, this team goes to John Wolford. And what we've heard in camp, you know, is the Rams have signed Luis Perez to be a backup uh, in the backup competition, I guess, or in some sort of capacity. I don't know how much realistically uh, he could do much more than make the practice squad. But Bryce Perkins and Luis Perez, it seems like, if anything, if the team is adding Luis Perez, does that speak anything about Bryce Perkins? I don't see Bryce Perkins as the backup on the Rams this year or maybe in the future. We could update that opinion if he, you know, I, it's not about if he has a good preseason game because some people were looking at last season's preseason games and going, he had good preseason games. I think that they are overlooking maybe some of the important keys to being a quarterback in the NFL and really just watching those games. If you watched those games, could you really imagine the Rams scoring as many points or being nearly as successful as they are with Stafford if it was Perkins? I don't get that feeling with John Wolford either, but we did see John Wolford in an NFL game against the Cardinals not that long ago, and the offense didn't look that great. He, he had to change a lot of things for John Wolford in the offense and made Cam Akers a lot less dangerous when John Wolford was back there. It made Cooper Cup less dangerous. So 
in general, you know, the quarterback, the backup quarterback is never almost never going to be a guy that you want starting anyway. But John Wolford's experience several years back now working with Sean McVay, the playbook being that number two guy to Matthew Stafford last year, helping him prepare. That's why John Wolford cracks the list at number 20, because as far as most important goes, I, he is the backup quarterback. If he gets replaced by Bryce Perkins or Perez, then maybe we change that number 20 to one of those guys. But right now I would say John Wolford is that important because the Rams are preparing for him to be that important should Matthew Stafford miss any time. And during a 17-game season with potentially four more games in the playoffs, you know, that's a long road for anybody. And so even though Stafford's been one of the most durable and toughest players in the NFL over his career, and that really is true, you know, once we eliminate his first couple years there in Detroit – He's pretty much standing in, going through it, playing through pain, doing whatever it takes. So that's where John Wolford came in. Uh, number 19, cornerback Troy Hill, another cornerback. Obviously, that means that there are no cornerbacks on the list after Jalen Ramsey until you get to Troy Hill, Robert Rochelle. That's where could some of these guys move up? Could the Rams have multiple good cornerbacks like back when it was Ramsey and Darius Williams and... Troy Hill, you know, but mostly even then you could see that big gap between Ramsey and the next layer, the next level. I would think that the Rams really are hopeful that Rochelle, Darian Kendrick, Kobe Durant, some one of those young guys steps up because Ramsey, you know, how much more longer is he going to be a dominant number one cornerback or a number one cornerback at all? A lot of cornerbacks really start to trail off 30, 31 years old. That's just the way that it is. That's what we've seen from pretty much anybody. R Richard Sherman, Stefan Gilmore, you name it. 30, 31, th this is just a new road. Even if you're Charles Woodson, you transition to safety to extend your career. And if Jalen Ramsey is going to extend his career transition to safety fine we'll see if that happens in say three years but in general the Rams would love to see another guy that they can build around and hand move up this list it's not going to be Troy Hill but the amount of experience that he has with Sean McVay the experience that he had in 2020 playing over a thousand snaps is going to be valuable to the Rams he's very cheap so there's a lot of things that Troy Hill brings and that's why the Rams brought him back and traded for him so he's number 19 on the list Number 18 on my list was Brian Allen, the center. He was a guy that moved up in our voting week after week, it seemed like, or I didn't do it week after week, so day after day. Uh, Brian Allen was moving up that list for Rams fans who probably very excited to see progress. You know, that's one of the things. It's not necessarily maybe that Brian Allen was the best, but the fact that he was so low on everybody's expectation list and then he became the starter, started the whole season except for missed a game um, and was very okay and then the Rams won a Super Bowl and then the Rams re-signed him to a three-year contract, although it's really more like a one-year contract if he doesn't do well. The fact that all that stuff happened and his, the expectations were so low, maybe that's why fans kept voting him as he's not. He's actually pretty important. Center is an important position and so on and so forth. But as I said, the, but this could still be Brian Allen's last season as a starter, just it was for Austin Blythe, you know, uh, starting on an offensive line that went to the Super Bowl in 2018 and then was a backup center on the Chiefs last season. And now Austin Blythe is set to start at center for the Seahawks because of Shane Waldron being their offensive coordinator, former Rams assistant. 
but I see Brian Allen as a guy that is still fairly replaceable at center, even though that won't come right now. And we know that Sean McVay, he's very happy with where his offensive line seems to be at and the experience that all those guys are bringing, including another guy who didn't make this list, right guard Coleman Shelton. All the guys that are standing out in camp so far, or at least like getting mentioned by Sean McVay, seem to be these players who didn't make my top 20 and neither did anyone else that plays their position because that's where there were there is room for somebody to step up and start. So I didn't have Logan Bress or any other right guard on my top 20 list. And now that we are seeing that maybe Coleman Shelton is in the is the front runner to start at right guard. McVay keeps mentioning his experience being valuable and that he does things the right way and so on. So. There was no right guard on my list. Now we see Coleman Shelton stepping up maybe next year or maybe, you know, because he'll be a free agent and we don't even know if he's going to start. We don't even know if he's anything's going to look good out there with Coleman Shelton. But in general, I didn't have a right guard. Now it seems like maybe Coleman Shelton is starting up, even though you would think maybe he could also start at center. And we know that Sean McVay says he's comfortable with Coleman Shelton at any of those three interior offensive line positions. So Brian Allen, number 18 on my list, maybe for Rams fans, he's more like number 13 or 14. Number 17, inside linebacker Ernest Jones. I saw the Greg Rosenthal of NFL.com. He, see, he listed Ernest Jones as one of two players that he thinks could have a breakout season for the Rams this year and could take that next level move up. And so with the Rams adding Bobby Wagner, it sets another example for Jones to follow. And it seems like Jones is hopeful and, and uh, eager to learn a lot from Bobby Wagner and to continue to get better at that inside linebacker position, having such a strong Super Bowl and looking like maybe he could, as what I wrote in his write-up, he could take that next level to being a star inside linebacker, or maybe he's more along the lines of just a very solid one. Number 16, wide receiver Van Jefferson. Seems low for a guy that had 800 yards, but it is not that many yards, really, these days in the NFL, 800 yards. We've seen guys capable of doing that who don't really look that good in the years after. And in fact, even I've seen guys who hit the 1,000-yard mark. Pretty good list of guys who hit the 1,000-yard mark and then kind of just trailed off and not had big careers. Josh Reynolds being an example of a fourth-round pick on the Rams who seemed kind of productive with the Rams, goes out, is a free agent, doesn't generate a lot of interest, goes to the Titans. Titans cut him last year during the season. He goes to the Lions, reunites with Jared Goff, still not that valuable, you know, so I'm not saying that Van Jefferson is Josh Reynolds. I'm not comparing him to another player necessarily, but saying Van Jefferson, who has never had a 100-yard game, never been that number one guy for the Rams for his first two years. First year didn't really do much of anything. Second year, he can make a play, but can he be a starter? Can he make a lot of plays? And another guy who didn't make this list, Tutu Atwell, standing out, according to Sean McVay, a guy that we could see move up into the top 15 of this list next year because Tutu Atwell, maybe he has some special teams ability. He doesn't didn't really do a lot of that in college, but I think more than anything else, getting Tutu Atwell involved in the offense on screens, on uh, end arounds, on jet sweeps on deep bombs when he gets behind the defense. Any place where Tutu Atwell isn't going to be involved in a contested catch could be an opportunity for him. Maybe being a mini light, not quite nearly as good version of Robert Woods, but still being Tutu Atwell, and that's all he needs to be. And I could see Tutu Atwell 
surpassing Van Jefferson on this list before too long, honestly. Number 15, Jordan Fuller, the only safety to make the top 20 of on this list. And really, Jordan Fuller, we didn't see him at the end of the year because he was injured and he's working his way back in now to that defense. And I think with Jordan Fuller, he's pretty good, but... Where's that ceiling? Is he going to be an impact player? Is he going to get another contract with the Rams? It seems like the Rams are not that interested in keeping around safeties for the long haul. If they're not going to keep around John Johnson, who are they going to keep around? So Jordan Fuller, will see what he can do next in this phase of his career. It's that other safety spot. Is it going to be Nick Scott? Is it going to be Taylor Rapp? Is it going to be Terrell Burgess? Is Terrell Burgess going to make the team? That's where the situation is at at safety. The Rams don't really have a huge emphasis on their safety position. And even really the whole secondary is just all those resources having gone into Jalen Ramsey. So there isn't been a lot of an emphasis on safety or, you know, there were a lot of names added in the draft and an undrafted free agency in that secondary and Sean McVay less need. They're going maybe the cheaper route there. And in the secondary, relying on those players in the front seven, which is such a strength to lead the defense for Raheem Morris. Number 14, David Edwards, starting left guard. He's going to be a free agent after the year. That was kind of my focus with his write-up was David Edwards and whether or not he would get another contract with the Rams. Kind of a surprise. Former fifth-round pick that has started at left guard for the last two years. And, you know, this year just really establishing himself. He's like, this is the Rams left guard for a while. Is that going to be, is he going to be as replaceable as, you know, Austin Corbett and Austin Blythe and some of the other guards that have come and gone here, even Roger Saffold not getting that big contract and instead going to the Titans and being a great guard, you know, where is David Edwards going to stand for the Rams? The fact that the Rams drafted Logan Bruss, maybe even another sign that David Edwards is in his fi final season with the Rams. Number 13, Cam Akers. This was maybe the guy that moved up the highest on the list after I had posted him at number 13. A lot of fans voting him above the guys that I was putting above him. And so maybe for the fans, Cam Akers is more like the number seven most important player on the Rams. And I get that. I support that. I like that. I, I'm, I was surprised and happy to see that from the Rams fans because I think that running backs do matter. I think running the football is super important. And we saw at the end of his rookie season how good Cam Akers could be, how productive he could be, and that he really is the most talented back on the Rams roster by a wide margin, maybe the most likely to become a starting running back. You know, Daryl Henderson didn't really come close to making my top 20, and Daryl Henderson will be a free agent after the year if he makes the roster. And so they're also, you know, Kyron Williams is a fifth-round pick out of Notre Dame, we can say – is injured, so there isn't really any competition there for Daryl Henderson other than Jake Funk, Xavier Jones, Raymond Calais. You know, it's going to be pretty much Cam Akers' show and then Daryl Henderson as a compliment. So maybe by the end of the year, Cam Akers is a top six player on the Rams for most important. If he's healthy, if he's productive, if the offensive line is giving him opportunities. But certainly he seems to be the guy who has the most potential. And he did play behind the worst offensive line in college football at Florida State. So even a decent performance here by the Rams could do a lot for him. Number 12, Greg Gaines. I love Greg Gaines think you know he has again the potential here to be much higher on the list and seeing the breakout that we saw in the second half of last year in the playoffs 
Where does Gaines take that this year? Where is he at in terms of the Aaron Donald effect? Where will he be at as a free agent next year? So many interesting questions with Greg Gaines, but great personality, great player, and yeah, could be underrated on this list. Number 11, Rob Havenstein, the longest tenured Rams player, if I'm not mistaken now. And there he is at right tackle. Again, another free agent coming up. And where will the Rams prioritize Rob Havenstein? Because he's got so much experience and veteran leadership qualities and all that kind of stuff where you see him out there. But can the Rams afford a good right tackle? What will it cost a good right tackle to have? Should be at least could be at least $10 million a year, you know. Number 10, Ashawn Robinson, much higher on the list than you would have thought in the middle of last season and especially going into last season because Robinson's first year uh, met with a lot of, of, you know, missed a lot of time, came back from the kind of the COVID opt out, like taking some time off and then coming back in. And here there he was at, at last season, just playing time kept increasing and he just kept getting better and seems to be playing his best football now that he's alongside Eric Donald and Ashawn Robinson again another guy what's his long-term contract and future with the Rams going to look like because he's not that old of a guy even though he's been around the league for a while number nine Tyler Higby kind of a controversial player on the Rams for many years in terms of his values importance we've seen him be that top flight receiving tight end where he can put up 500 yards in five games like he did at the end of 2019 or we've seen him kind of just make some of those blunders and mental mistakes and errors and maybe he caps out as like the 12th best tight end in the NFL but in real realistically I think you know just we don't know anything about Bryson Hopkins Kendall Blanton or Jacob Harris if Jacob Harris even is a tight end but Blanton Hopkins yes there was some good moments there in the playoffs in the Super Bowl and Higby was out for the Super Bowl and the Rams one and and Hopkins helped and all that kind of stuff I kind of like Kendall Blanton more as the tight end too but overall I would just say I'm just going off of experience and what we know and Tyler Higby's known you know Sean McVay since the beginning and Sean McVay keeps going back to Tyler Higby and anyone that comes to try to take that spot ultimately fails so we don't know that much about Hopkins two years in hardly any snaps Blanton, former undrafted free agent, not that many snaps, not hardly any targets. Uh, where that shakes out in the future, we'll find out. But for right now, Tyler Higby is a man alone as the tight end one. So he's my number nine player on this list. Number eight, inside linebacker Bobby Wagner, the big free agent addition on defense. Wagner, I think he could have moved up a couple spots based on fan voting. Probably, you know, it was kind of that question, Bobby Wagner or Leonard Floyd, who's more important to the Rams? I have Leonard Floyd higher in the list, but I would understand having Wagner higher on that list. And I think the comments about Wagner early in camp have all been very positive. I don't know what else you would expect, but that is where he's kind of trying to fit into the Rams and the way that the Rams do things while bringing his veteran leadership experience um, he's not going to be that guy who stands out week to week. I think after every game, maybe sometimes that will be the case, but overall his impact probably felt more as a, you know, a ripple effect than necessarily just being that guy making the play, but we could see what happened. Maybe he, you know, playing behind Aaron Donald, maybe there's just this whole new life and version of, Aaron, of Bobby Wagner that, uh, re evaluates how we see him. Number seven, Allen Robinson, another guy who stood out in camp, maybe the number one star of camp in the first four days is Allen Robinson and the thought 
that he could stand out. It's not surprising because he's been a 1,400-yard player. He's been a 1,200-yard player. He's done so with guys like Blake Bortles and Justin Fields and uh, you know uh, Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky. And it hasn't been a, a good road of quarterbacks, and now here he is with Matthew Stafford playing opposite of Cooper Cup. And so Allen Robinson could be easily a 1,200-yard receiver in the Rams' offense, but more importantly just that valuable third down uh, you know, red zone threat, everything you want in a receiver for Matthew Stafford to see. And I think an upgrade from Odell Beckham Jr., potentially an upgrade from Robert Woods where he was at last season maybe, or at least especially now coming off of that torn ACL to see Allen Robinson out there. I think the Rams got better at wide receiver. And to add into that the the idea that Tutu Atwell could be standing out, if you could get into a position where, you know, Van Jefferson is your number four option at wide receiver, or, you know, Ben Skoranek is your number five option at receiver. It's a pretty deep wide receiver core, but still we don't know anything really about Tutu Atwell. And, and so cautiously moving forward to think that the Rams have a better wide receiver core than they even had a year ago. Number six, Leonard Floyd. And, you know, I think Leonard Floyd, here he is in his, what, eighth season, seventh season, something. And he's been every kind of linebacker, edge rusher, run stopper, all that kind of stuff. I think that the big deal here, Leonard Floyd talking about Terrell Lewis this week and saying he likes what he's seeing out of Terrell Lewis. So to, to talk about another guy who didn't make this list and another position that didn't make this list is the edge rusher opposite of Leonard Floyd because the Rams don't have a standout guy there. Justin Hollins, Terrell Lewis, Daniel Hardy, Chris Garrett, who's going to be opposite of Leonard Floyd. And right now we don't have a clear answer to that, but one thing to keep a note of is he mentions Terrell Lewis. And now the top five of the list, number five, Joseph Noboom. Pretty shocking to see Joseph Noboom as your number five team, uh, number five on this list for a team that won the Super Bowl, and he isn't even a starter his first four years. This is his fifth year. He hasn't been a starter. He's been a reserve who has started games, but he's never been a starter. He's been a starter to start of the year and then got hurt and then gotten replaced. But this is Joseph Nopum entering as a starter at left tackle, and he has to, for me, rank so highly on this list because he's playing left tackle. The Rams have paid him. And they don't really have any known depth behind him. So if anything happens to Joseph Noteboom, you're going to A.J. Jackson or A.J. or Curie or any of the A.J.'s at left tackle. It's going to be a totally different look, a totally different situation, given Joseph Noteboom hasn't you know, necessarily been healthy and available for every single game during his career. It's something to really make note of and to you know watch out for. But on my list, he ranked higher than... Wagner, Robinson, Floyd, Higby, Sean. I mean, that's pretty impressive for a guy that hardly has any experience. But I think it's justifiable because he's protecting the quarterback. And we're going to see Joseph Nopum as a left tackle now. Number four, Jalen Ramsey. You know, the top four guys on this list are all all pro players, uh, caliber. You know, Matthew Stafford, any quarterback, it's going to be nearly impossible to get an all pro nod because there's only one for the first team. So it's a very difficult thing. But I think Matthew Stafford could be an all pro one. He could be an MVP. He's in a position this year to maybe do that. So. Overall, though, all these guys are just great, great players, tops that they're, you know, up there with the tops of their position. And Ramsey, Cup, Donald, even having a stronger uh, 
you know, uh, argument for that. So Ramsey, still the best cornerback in the NFL. He's been the best cornerback all overall and in general since 2016 when he entered the league. Just a great prospect, great production as a rookie, great, you know, everything since from then to now, been healthy, all that kind of stuff going in Jalen Ramsey's favor. He's just number four on this list because he is. Number three, Cooper Cup. Offensive player of the year, and he doesn't make top two on his own team. But again, I think Cooper Cup, yes, I mean, it's number three. It's It could be number one. It, it's just that's where he is because I think Donald and Stanford are just slightly edging him out there. But Cooper Cup, phenomenal season. I expect a similar season with a little bit less total you know production but i expect a similar season i don't see why if nobody could stop cooper cup in the playoffs last year why would they stop going that way in 2022 so i'm looking at cooper cup to do another 1500 yard season and to you know kind of amplify that hall of fame resume and get down on the books you know some of these some more big time seasons because you know, he could have had way more over his first four years and outside circumstances outside of his control kind of deflated those numbers. And it's time to play some catch up. Number two, Aaron Donald. It's just crazy because he's the best player I've watched play football in the last 10 years overall. And yet he's not number one on this list because, you know, hey, the previous four five, six years, easily Aaron Donald is number one on this list. This is finally the first year where he's not number one on this list, and that's what a team wants because you want a quarterback to be number one, and that's why Stafford, he goes to the Rams. The Rams win the Super Bowl. Great job by Matthew Stafford, and I expect an even better season in 2022. So that's it for my top 20 Rams of uh, 2022. Tell me in the comments. Find us on Twitter at Turf Show Times. Do whatever you can to let me know about your top 20 or what you find to be an exception what you find take exception with on my list anything you want go and subscribe to turf show times on your podcast apps and we will be giving you rams content like nobody else this season for a team that has a very good shot to repeat as super bowl champions i'm kenneth arthur and i will see you soon for another episode of turf show times